Hello and welcome to another MyTunes podcast right here at BanksRadio.com. Mark Tiley, the nation's station, Banks Radio. Technically speaking, we're taking a break from musicians on this week's MyTunes, although my guest may well have something to offer musically as well as in high drama. Because we're going to talk a lot about Shakespeare. We're talking about Paradox, a wonderful theatrical company based here on the Isle of Man. And one of the brains behind it is Charlie Williams. Welcome to my channel. Thank you very much, Mark. It's a pleasure to be here. Now, we just touched upon, has, has he got a music musical instrument up his sleeve? Well, I know you didn't bring one in with you, but th- <laughs> before we get into the drama, there is something going on in the background, isn't there? There is, yes. Yeah. So when I was at school, I was, I was a bit of a drummer. And one of the tracks actually on, on this, uh, on my list, is inspired that part of my, my background. Well, we will definitely get to that. <laughs> so there we go. Now. Drama, Paradox. How did all this come about? So, Paradox Theatre Company is an island based company. It was started by myself and my friend Alex Armstrong, both of us having backgrounds in theatre on the Isle of Man. Myself, from a theatrical drama perspective as a performer, he as from the more technical side. And we basically sat down one day over a pint of beer, as many good ideas start, and said we wanted to do something and saw that companies on the island locally weren't really doing at the time weren't doing a lot of classic theatre kind of classic Shakespeare and the reason we were told by certain people was oh well um, Manx companies can't really do it in the same way that UK companies can Manx actors can't really do it and you're not necessarily going to get the audiences and we thought that that was nonsense so we put the company together and last year put on Much Ado About Nothing which was our first production and it went down a storm Uh, so we're now coming back gluttons for punishment (laughs) with uh, Merchant of Venice and that's coming up in the early autumn. Early autumn, yes. So 7th yeah. to the 9th of September. Uh, it, the You can get tickets, I'm sure I'll sail again later, from the uh, Villa Gaiety. And it's actually uh, in a change of venue slightly, and it's one of the first productions that will be done in the Villa Gardens. I see. Now, there is a history of Shakespeare in the open air, but mm-hmm. as you say, that previously, and still does occasionally happen, from visiting companies. Yeah, yeah. so um, you've got TNT who are coming over with uh, Romeo and Juliet, I believe, with the uh, Peel Castle and Russian Abbey, and I've seen great performances by different companies at those locations, and we... What we thought, you know, it is something that people enjoy doing. I love seeing Shakespeare outdoors. I love seeing performances outdoors, whatever the weather, to be honest. It's a nice, different experience. And so we wanted to do that, but do something a bit different. You know, by having this agreement partnership with the Villa Gaiety, whereby we're doing it in the Villa Gardens, it's uh, hopefully a bit more local for people in Douglas, but also uh, it allows that experience outdoors, but with the familiarity of being somewhere that you would normally go to see theatre over here. Excellent. Now... Born in the Isle of Man, yep. ra- raised in the Isle of Man, yep. but went away to uni. Yep. What did you study? I studied law, uh, and I am ah. and I came back. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't do anything, uh, nothing of, of, of a theatrical bend as, as an education, uh, and came back and became an advocate on the Isle of Man. Alex is also as well. So I don't know what that says about us, that we both we both do law full-time and then decided to do this. But you are still uh, in, in the legal business. Yes, I am, yes, I yeah, am, yes. Right, gotcha. Well, let's have our first choice of music. You happen to be choosing, if I was doing the other side of the microphone, in other mm. words, if you were grilling me... Mm. I may well have chosen this myself. So I'm delighted that you've chosen this, but tell us why. I've chosen this because I've always loved Billy Joel, I believe. So I've always loved Billy Joel. He's somebody that my mum introduced me to when I was younger, you know, as as everybody is often introduced to 
musicians through their parents. But this particular song I found later on in life, and it was around the time that I first met my now wife. And this isn't a a wedding song or anything of that nature, but it is a kind of romantic song for us. It's a song we bonded over. Uh, and and so it, it, it means a lot to me for that reason. Um, and it's just a fantastic track. We really should have a bottle of red here and a <laughs> bottle of white there, shouldn't we? Because, we should. Because it is. We should. It's scenes from an Italian restaurant. Here it is. Never knew we could want more than that out of life. Surely 
defender and Eddie would always know how to survive Theatrical company in the Isle of Man 
is the brainchild of my guest on this week's MyTunes, who is Charlie Williams. Not to be confused with the former TT commentator, by the way. Um, much younger. <laughs> and uh, no, just get that out of the way. I, right did, I did once excite. Uh, I, I, I once booked a hairdressing appointment under Charlie Williams and arrived, <laughs> and they were very disappointed at who actually turned off. <laughs> that it wasn't that, that, that it wasn't Charlie the Williams. former TT rider, Charlie Williams. Now, so you went away to university, we discovered yesterday, to study law, which is fine, and you're still involved mm-hmm. in all of that. But when did you? actually get involved in drama was it was it at school yeah so it was when i it was when i was younger so i did productions at school i in, I, I really enjoyed it it was something that, that i was um, okay at and so i did it both at school and then outside of school i was in some gaiety productions when i was a child in uh, oliver in 2001 i think was my first performance on the gaiety stage as a workhouse boy and then went up and did and did various other productions and then took a break for about 10 years i didn't do any acting at all i stopped around 14 15 and thought in all honesty I was going to become a television presenter or, or, or do radio or something like that because I did a couple of videos for the Isle of Man government and I'd done some other external TV stuff at university for the TV students they needed someone to come in and present so I thought oh that's what I'll do and then actually uh, did law enjoyed law went into that as a career so kind of had put acting on the back burner and then an opportunity came up to be in the production of The Mousetrap that came over to the island um, that was put on by Parker and Snell uh, back in 2017, I think it was, so I racked for the back of my brain, and I, I thought, oh, I've, I've, I've been thinking about getting back into acting, and did that, and fell, fell head over heels in love with it again. <laughs> How important is that wonderful gaiety theatre to us in terms of getting people into? dramatic arts in the Isle of Man. I don't think there's really a measure of how important it is. It is is a massively important piece uh, of architecture on the Isle of Man, a space. Um, We are, every time we have companies come over to the Isle of Man or directors, professional directors who've directed in London and in various other locations around the world, I am always hearing about how lucky we are to have that space. Every time I go in there, whether it's to perform or to watch, I'm I'm in awe of, of, of that space, and I think it's massively important that we keep it. And it's not just the big, big, big shows, but there's all sorts of things can happen in there, whether they come in from outside or locally homegrown productions. And I think the whole breadth of activity in the whole complex is really important. Yeah, oh no, it, it, it's massively important, and it, and it offers something for everybody that's what the gaiety theater has done and it allows you know obviously there's the big musicals that it can fill the space and and it's incredible then there's the you know dramatic productions it's one of those theater spaces where you can you can feel like you're in the middle of a huge auditorium or you're in a very small room listening to one person talking and it and that is 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 you just can't buy that now, when we started this yesterday, I said, no, I think there's a musician in here as well. And you mentioned the drums. Do yes. you still drum? I, I don't. I, I haven't I haven't for a few years, but I did whilst I was in secondary school in sixth form. I was in a band and we and I, and I did a bit of drumming. And um, I think the track that we're going to play today, that band was a huge influence on me getting into that. And I spent hours and hours by ear learning these songs. And, and, and I just I just loved it. Right. Well, I'll give you two Manx Radio pens and an upside down bit of Tupperware, a little Tupperware <laughs> box, uh, because this is the track. What is it? This is Green Day with Holiday. Now 
my guest on my tunes all this week is Charlie Williams, semi-retired drummer, but entrepreneurial theatrical director. I'm going to give you all of that oh, wow. and, and more. <laughs> but I want to go straight into quite a serious conversation about Shakespeare. Mm. How easy or how difficult is it to keep Shakespeare relevant to a modern young audience? It's both very easy and very difficult, which right. is a really difficult answer to give. Um, the problem with Shakespeare is that our, our first experience of Shakespeare is normally at school, and it's normally reading it, and it's normally, be quiet, Williams, we're trying to read this at the back of the room, you know, and, and Shakespeare's not meant to be read. He wrote plays, you know, there. They were written for, to entertain, to make us laugh, to make us cry, to make us think. That's what they were written for. And if you watch Shakespeare, it's night and day difference to reading it. So what I would say to people is, if you signed off ever thinking about Shakespeare again and you, and you think oh, I, I, it's not for me and I'm, it bores me watch it do yourself a favor go and watch ideally us uh, the 7th to the 9th of September at the Villa Marina uh, Gardens but primarily just watch any Shakespeare because if it's done properly and it's done right not in the arty flowery way of you know historically people think you have to shout in a very big voice and do all that kind of thing you know if you do it properly it's wonderful uh, and it, it's really wonderful and it's really important today because the themes are just the same so the people who would have gone to see these plays originally would have come from all walks of yeah, life. Yeah, if you think about the Globe Theatre that they rebuilt in London, you know, this, the, the types of plays that were in there were Shakespeare and they have, you know, upper, the, the further up you go, the more money you pay. And, yeah. and then there's down in the groundlings where you stood and you, you know, threw bread or whatever it was they did at the time. Don't throw bread now. No. But, <laughs> you know, and it's uh, and it was for everybody. It was He didn't write plays just for high-class people in a, a court. He wrote them for everyone. Moments of research are never wasted, Tylee, and I did a little bit of due diligence looking at just how many quotes come from Shakespeare mm. that are still used mm. in our modern parlance, yeah. the pound of flesh, exactly, which is very relevant yep. to this forthcoming yes, production. Yes, exactly. So, you know, you've got Pound of Flesh from Merchant of Venice, you've got All's Well That Ends Well, which is in itself a play that people use all of the time. There's, there's a ton and there's so many phrases from... Um, Shakespearean plays that we utilise today um, without knowing it normally. And Romeo and Juliet as a theme has come up time and time again. Mm. I mean, the most obvious one being West Side Story, yep. but it just goes on yep. and on and on. Yep. That, that, that whole business of yep. two families yep. colliding. I mean, even The Lion King is Hamlet. Basically, yes, the yes it is. is basically Hamlet. You know, I'd um, never thought of that. But yes. Of course, it is. So, so yeah. they're all that. There is always something that comes back to it. So, well, we will look forward to this very much indeed. Give us the dates again. Uh, so, the seventh, seventh <laughs> to the ninth of September, two thousand twenty-three. Tickets on sale now. We see, and we'll plug it again tomorrow. But for now, let's have some music. And what have we got today? Oh, today I thought I'd give you something a bit of kind of classic rock. Yes. Um, this song is is again going back to the you know you pick up songs from your parents. This was I remember being in the days where I'd be at home, and you you remember music playing around the house, and my mum would have records on, and it was this I think it was probably on like a best of compilation or something like that. But it, I remember it sticking with me, and I just loved the riff, I loved the harmonies, I loved everything about it. And this is Rainbow with Since You've Been Gone. <laughs> Shoes and in my head, thoughts like that. 
Theatre Company was founded in 2020 by two friends, long-term friends, Alex Armstrong and my guest all this week, who is Charlie Williams. Go on, whose idea was it first, yours or his? Uh, <laughs> I think there'd probably be there'd probably be a knife fight over that. Yeah. Uh, no, I think I think I came, it was a, it was a weirdly meeting of the minds at the right time. I came to him and I I mentioned the Shakespeare and I mentioned I wanted to do something along those lines, and said I'm thinking of starting a company, and he said I also was thinking about talking about potentially starting something so we we weirdly did meet in a very um coincidental to a certain degree situation where we were like oh all right okay fine well then let's do it if we're both thinking that let's just do it let's just do it now whenever i get somebody involved in the arts particularly plays and drama musicals i like to emphasize the fact that these things don't happen in the last couple of weeks Mm. The preparation and work that mm-hmm. goes on for the whole team, the direction, the props, the actors. When did you start putting this production, <laughs> the uh, production of Merchant of Venice, the September production, when did you start work on it? Uh, months ago. Yeah. Uh, and and the, the rehearsal part of it, you know, w- one of the things that I, has opened my eyes and made me very, uh, you know, appreciate all of the work that goes into every performance on the Isle of Man from whatever company is the amount of work involved when you're actually the company putting it on. Um, you know, I've usually been from the acting side of things, so I've gone, oh, yeah, well, you turn up to rehearsals, they're however many months. Then you go on stage, and then it's finished. And then you don't realise that for several months before you've even come into the room, there has been arrangements concerning the venue, concerning how it's going to be presented, marketed, who's it's going to, what are you wanting to do, how are you going to do it. And and you know, this time round, you know, with Much Ado About Nothing that we did last year, we were, it was hugely successful. It was really well received. Um, that was our debut production. That was our coming onto the scene and proving ourselves. And I think we did that. And so for this one, we went, well, let's do something different. We want to do something 
um, a, a bit unique. We want to do something with a bit of a USP. And so I so we thought, well, why don't we do it outdoors? And it, you know, a really easy, flippant thing to say. And then you go, oh, that throws up nine hundred and fifty million other issues. How are you doing it? Where are you doing it? The other costs involved, the other you know, the logistics involved in doing that. And this time round, you know, the Villa Gaiety have been amazing uh, in supporting us, uh, in, in supporting the arts. And now with what we've wanted to do, they were very receptive to it, um, and are working with us. And then we're wanting to. You know, we're coming in and we're building a set. We're building, you know, not from basically from scratch. You know, you're basically taking a section of the gardens and going, well, what can we do with this? Um, it's how how is it going to be staged? How are you going to sell the tickets? How are you, you know, obviously through the Villa Gaiety, but how are you going to um, do everything else that normally you take for granted when you're in a set theatre space? And so it's a huge amount of work. So we've been working on this for months and months and months, no. you know, putting it together. This is the Isle of Man. It is not the Mediterranean, no. the sun-baked <laughs> shores of southern France or northern Italy. It might rain. Mm. What do you do if it rains? We have uh, contingencies in place. So the Isle of Man is, you know, if there's a bit of light drizzle and if there's a bit of a breeze, Manx audiences are pretty hardy. I mean, I've been to events before for outdoor shows for theatre where they've stayed through really quite torrential <laughs> conditions, including myself. I've just sat there and gone, no, I'm going to watch the play. I'm not going anywhere. If it's really, really bad, uh, we'll, uh, the Villa Gaiety will either move your ticket or give you a full refund. If it was if it, you know, if it it was a, a hurricane for the three days, you know, people would get their money back. That wouldn't be a problem. Um, but we have contingencies in place for if it's a bit showery and there's a bit of weather, we're not going to stop the show. We're not going to shortchange people and say, we've done 10 minutes and that's it. We're taking all your money and running off. The actors will, the show will go on, as as it were. Um, but we're we're hoping for glorious sunshine. I, I got married on the seventh of September, Mark, over here, and it was the hottest and most beautiful day ever. So I'm kind of hoping for that. Yeah, well, I mean, it's historically that end of summer is often lovely here. Mm. So as you say, you had a yep. you had a wedding on the day. So. I did. So fingers crossed. But there are definitely contingencies in place, and we're very aware of of how Mananen can change his mind at the oh, last yeah. possible minute. <laughs> and that story, The Merchant of Venice, it's so, I don't know, so relevant today. It's just mm. as relevant as it was then. Mm. Yes. It's a remarkable... I mean, there's some poisonous characters. <laughs> I mean, everyone loves a baddie. <laughs> there, there, there is, and, and I think with The Merchant of Venice, it's one of those plays, you know, everybody knows you know, the anti-Semitic side of the story and everybody knows the pound of flesh element. But if you actually look at it across the board, you know, there's a romance story in there, there's some comedy in there, there's some other light moments as well. So there's, there's a bit in there for for everybody but in terms of the way it, you know it, it's been a it's been abused historically by people to try and push an agenda or show a show a thing mm. but if you actually read it and, and you portray it uh, well um as as we will do nobody nobody really looks good in it you know yeah. there's no there's no real <laughs> hero and there's no real villain what you realize that everybody and it's basically human nature is yeah. everybody has a has a poisoned agenda of some descriptions you say they're poisonous characters yeah. and, and you think well you know, there's something a bit different there, but and we it was a bit of a step away from the much more light-hearted much ado we did last year um, to to this, which we thought, no, let's let's tackle something a bit more. Well, more it's a wonderful play. Can't wait to see it. Dates again, please. Dates again, seventh to the ninth of September. Tickets on sale, Villa Gaiety online, or you can ring their ring their line as well. And uh, yep. Well, Charlie, let's have our final piece of music for the Ooh. week. 
What's it going to be? Final piece of music for the week. So this is uh, a track that, again, I kind of came across. I'd always known to the artist is Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. I'd always known of Tom Petty. In fact, Free Falling, I think, was one of the first. It's a classic early band learning song. So when I when I, when I had the band um, back in school, was one of the songs we learned pretty early on. But this song is Learning to Fly from Out in the Big Wide Open, I think, is the album. And it's a great song. And it's just one of those songs that induces in me for reasons I can't really explain. A kind of a sense of nostalgia. You know, you have a you you have a relationship with the song you can't quite explain to people. Like, yeah. oh, was it a song that played at your, you know, somebody you knows funeral or something? No, I just I just have mm. it just means something to me. So, uh, yeah, this this is why I chose this track, and I think it's just it's just a great track. Well, I can say very best of luck to you because I assume you're not acting in it. No, I'm not in this one. So I'm, break I'm, a leg to everybody it, else. Yes, yes, I might have bit parts, but I'm not well, the main okay. player. Well, the here's to it. It's coming up in September. The Merchant of Venice, Charlie Williams. Thank you. Thank you, Mark. Started out down a dirty road. Started out all alone, and the sun went down as across the hill, and the town lit up. The world gets still I'm learning to fly But I ain't got wings Coming down Is the hardest thing Well the good old days May not return Rocks might melt and the seed may burn. I'm learning to fly, but I ain't got wings. Coming down is the hardest thing.
Lovely to hear Tom Petty learning to fly. The My Tunes choice of Charlie Williams, my guest all this week. I'm Mark Tiley. Be sure to join me when you can for the morning show, 9.30 to 12, Monday to Friday. And keep coming back here for more podcasts as they're coming up every day at manxradio.com.